Promotional consideration for this podcast is brought to you by Walt Disney Studios Canada. Star Wars The Mandalorian now streaming Fridays on Disney+. Plus. It's the first live-action television series from the Star Wars universe. I binge-watched season one over the weekend and the first five or so episodes that are available of season two. And as a Star Wars fan, I've been avoiding it. I, I, all my friends have been raving about it. You know, I like the Clone Wars and all that stuff. But I just wasn't sure. I'm like, really, a Star Wars like live action TV show? Like, ugh, I don't want it to be fromage. I don't know. I don't want it to be cheese. I watched it over the weekend. Finally, it is so good. Like, I couldn't stop watching it. All of Saturday, I finished watching whatever, like 13, 14 episodes that are available right now. Just I laid in bed, snacked, and watched The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. It is that good. And I got to give a shout out to uh, Disney Studios Canada and Hasbro for sending me The Child it's the cutest little thing, you know, Baby Yoda. Everybody knows it as Baby Yoda, but it actually has a name. Not going to spoil it. It's revealed in season two. He has a name, but Baby Yoda, the child. It's one of the hottest toys this holiday season. And I got to give a shout out to Disney Studios Canada for sending me that and Hasbro. And I posted that on my Instagram if you want to check that out. But man, the Mandalorian is so good. And I got to tell you, Disney Plus, I think they are going to own 2021. Did you see the, the amount of stuff they announced last week? That they have coming to the platform, they're gonna they're gonna own 2021. So if you don't subscribe to Disney Plus yet, you need to do that. Get subscribed, download the app through the App Store, Google Play, wherever you gotta go. You go on your Chrome or wherever you gotta go. Just get it. Disney Plus, it's a crazy ridiculous price for an insane amount of content worth every penny. Okay. So you got your Star Wars, you got your Marvel, you got your Hannah Montana. Three things that I love. You got everything. Everything Disney, it's up there, as well as all kinds of really cool other stuff. So anyways, Disney Plus, shout out and go follow Disney Studios Canada on Instagram and follow Hasbro, Disney Studios CA on Twitter, and Walt Disney Studios Canada on Facebook. They're always running all kinds of really cool contests for free merch and potentially winning your annual subscription to Disney Plus. So shout out to Disney Plus. Thanks a lot for sending over the child. I love it. All right, let's get over to this week. Episode from Montreal around the world. The Jeremy White Podcast with Bistan for the best Lebanese cuisine in Montreal. It's got to be Bistan. Visit Bistan.ca and Loudtracks.com, helping fans connect to their favorite artists. 100% high quality, officially licensed. Band merchandise that supports the artists you love. Visit our official band merch store at loudtracks.com. Now, the Jeremy White Podcast. All right, welcome to the award-winning Jeremy White Podcast. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. This It's just been an absolutely bizarre week. Uh, before I tell you that story, i got to tell you who i got on the show this week. So we're going to keep it in the family. Fresh off my massive interview, making headlines around the world last week with Gene Simmons from KISS. We're keeping it in the family, the Simmons household. And today we're talking to his daughter, Sophie Simmons. She's officially a top 10 charting artist. Yeah, her big tune called Mine with Felix Cartal went top 10 nationally across Canada this year. 2020 has been a pretty crappy year for most people, but not for Sophie Simmons. She's, hey, she's she's a top 10 recording artist. And we talk about all kinds of different stuff about, you know, growing up in the Kiss household and becoming a songwriter. You know, at first she didn't actually want to be a songwriter. 
She studied something completely different and then dropped out of school and got into the music biz. But she talks about the struggles of not wanting to use her family name and the fame that came along with it to try and get gigs and writing sessions. And she even talks about having to be secretive, not giving out her name. And it was a very interesting conversation. And her tune with Felix Cartal is called Mine. Check this out. Great voice, great songwriter, and we're going to be chatting with her coming up, so stick around for that. This week, like I said, was so bizarre. Okay, so Gene Simmons from Kiss on the show last week, making headlines around the world. It was covered everywhere from Blabbermouth to Brave Words. It was covered in Rock FM in Madrid to a bunch of Brazilian mags and uh, Ultimate Guitar. And I made Van Halen News Desk. VHND.com. I couldn't believe it. You know, growing up as a Van Halen fan, I used to read Van Halen News Desk religiously. And to see my name on Van Halen News Desk for an interview I did, Van Halen related, with Gene Simmons of Kiss, it was just so bizarre. And I just want to thank Van Halen News Desk for making this little Van Halen fans uh, week because that was really cool. If you didn't see or listen to the interview with Gene Simmons yet, well, that's available on demand. Please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe because I'm almost at a thousand subscribers. And that's my goal. Like, that's my year-end goal. I'm trying to get to 1,000 before January 1st, 2021. And I'm almost there. So if you could do me solid, go to the uh, link in my bio. It's on my link tree. It's right at the top, YouTube. You hit that button, and it brings you right there. Or you just go to youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. Or you just type in Jeremy White. And I pretty much show up now at the top of the search engine because of all the interviews I've done lately, especially with the Gene Simmons. Or if you type in Jeremy White Gene Simmons, that'll show up right away. Or uh, Jeremy White Steve Lukather. Boom, right there. Um, check that out and uh, do me a solid. Like and subscribe. Go smash that subscribe button. Hit the bell notification to get notified when I post new content. I hate you producers that do that, but it actually does work. It reminds people to subscribe. Uh, talking about the fact that this is an award-winning podcast, a couple of months ago, I launched this podcast, okay? It was a solo venture, not really involved with the radio station at all. I did it with the help of some great mentors, and I went on a podcast called The Sound Off Podcast with Matt Cundell, and it's the podcast for broadcasts, and he interviews broadcasters talking about their story, their backstory, how they got into the industry, what they do now, and, you know, stuff like that. It's it's, it's almost like a documentary series of, like, radio announcers. So he talked to me about how I got into the biz and... We started talking about the podcast and why I started the podcast and all these things. And it was a great interview. So at the end of it, Matt says to me, hey, Broadcast Dialogue has launched the Canadian Radio Awards 2020. And I think you'd be a really good, strong candidate to win Best Broadcast to Podcast Award. And I was like, well, you know, this the podcast isn't really aired like on the, you know, like it's not really the radio. And he's like, but no, no, but what you did was you took your radio show and expanded on it to create a fresh brand new product that is the podcast. And you've just completely made it your own. And look how far you've come in such a short span of time. Like, I think you could win this award. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot, you know. So I made a, just submitted some audio and did a little write up, not expecting anything of it. And then yesterday, Megan Kelly, texting me at the radio station she's like did you win an award or something because we just got tagged in a post on twitter and i was like no way so you're talking to and listening to an award-winning broadcaster people i'm 
very proud to say the Jeremy White Podcast won Best Broadcast a Podcast Award at Broadcast Dialogue 2020's Canadian Radio Awards, and I could not believe it. You know, it's been such a thrill to make something from nothing, and I, I couldn't have done it without the help of some great mentors and some good friends. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon, first of all, being a great mentor and just really being my rock and helping me get through this whole thing and being there to say, don't be a lazy prick. Just keep chugging along. Even if you get five views, the next one will get 20. The next one will get 50. The next one will get 100. It'll keep growing. It'll keep snowballing. You just got to keep doing it. Keep at it. And he's right, you know. Uh, my buddy Joseph Cristiano, he's the executive producer of More in the Morning at News Talk 1010 Toronto. He worked at Q1043 in New York City for like 16 years. He was Jim Kerr's morning show producer at Q1043. And he's been just a plethora of resources and knowledge for me and just been a great support helping me get this thing going. And our friend Mitch Joel, best-selling author, host of Six Pixels of Separation podcast, No Treble podcast. All you have to do is Google Mitch Joel. And you'll know who I'm talking about. The dude does like TED Talks and stuff. He teaches corporations how to be corporations. So <laughs> between the three of them, I've had the best team of consultants possible to get a podcast going. And it, it's just been insane. You know, I started this in August. We're here in December. And it's an award-winning podcast. The Jeremy White Podcast. I'm going to have to get Paul Hayes, who's my British guy. He's the guy that goes, the Jeremy White Podcast. Great voiceover artist, by the way. Good friend of mine. He's the British guy. So I'm going to give a shout out to him. If you're ever looking for some voiceovers with a British voice, you call Paul Hayes because he's awesome. And he's the best. I'm going to have to get him to put a thing at the beginning of the show. This is an award-winning podcast. or something. I'm just kidding. I'm not that egotistical, but it's very cool. And I got to give a shout out to everybody at the Beat 92.5 for, you know, really allowing me to take my ideas and just run with it and do my own thing. You know, this thing really is separate from what I sound like on the radio station. So it's very cool that... They're, they're cool with that, you know. So it was a very special week between getting to interview Gene Simmons from Kiss, a childhood idol of mine, and seeing how well that interview did getting covered around the world and then winning the Best Broadcast a Podcast Award at Broadcast Dialogue's 2020 Canadian Radio Awards. 2020 has been crappy for a lot of people. I will say, not bad for me. <laughs> Aside from the personal struggles I've dealt with and personal loss and turmoil. It's a good way to wind down an overall pretty meh year. I will say that. I want to give a shout out to Restaurant Bustan, the best Lebanese cuisine in the Montreal area. I was there at their new location in Delson the other night and best garlic potatoes and that garlic sauce is just so damn good. I always get their chicken trio, which is garlic and coleslaw on the potato uh, on the pita. Sometimes I'll even throw the potatoes on the pita. It's just so good. So go to bustan.ca and you can order online. Order through all the apps and stuff. I got merch coming. Got to give a shout out to loudtracks.com. They are your number one source for officially licensed, super high quality band merch. And at the holidays, you got that rocker music fan in your life. They've got merch from literally everyone. You want a Kiss t-shirt? Officially licensed. Boom, it's up there. Our friend Jade Alicia on Twitter. She's been modeling a bunch of tees. Go look at some of them and how good they would look on your girlfriend or you just standing in the mirror. No concerts to go to. Might as well look good for yourself at home, right? Pick up a tea and Jeremy White podcast teas are coming very soon to loudtracks.com. So go check them out and uh, purchase a, a t-shirt over the holidays. All right. 
Let's get over to this week's guest, Sophie Simmons and Felix Cartal. Their big Canadian top 10 hit, Mine, is available for purchase and stream and download wherever you get music. And we're going to talk to Sophie coming up next. We'll be back right after these words. The Jeremy White Podcast. Podcast. The Jeremy White Podcast. All right, very excited to welcome to the show Miss Sophie Simmons. Hello. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Nothing much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, let me just make sure good. we're recording here. We're doing. You know how Zoom works. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're good. There. Perfect. Let me make sure this isn't gonna like tap out with the. Okay. Yeah. There we go. What's uh? What's happening with you? Are you okay. uh, just leaving a studio? You're going out? Like, what's going on? Um, I just left my home. I just left my home studio because nice. I've been working from home a lot, and I'm just gonna go get. A bite to eat and then go home. It's my big outing of the day is to pick up some food and bring it back home. <laughs> it's like intense excitement, right? Intense excitement. The, the one outing of the day. You got to love it. You know, I really look forward to this like 20 minutes when I leave the house and I like pick up my to-go order and I come home. <laughs> Dude, it's like my grandmother and I, we go to the grocery store or some and it's just like... Um, I know. <laughs> she's like, I don't even mind. it. I just want to come, you know, for the ride. I'll, I'll sit in the car. I don't have to come in. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. Yeah, that's like if any if my brother is like going somewhere, I'm like, can I just sit in the car? Like, can I, <laughs> can I come and sit in the car? Well, that's it. You know, now we know how our pets feel whenever we go into the store and waiting for us. Totally, I understand my dogs completely. <laughs> so I guess we should do like a normal introduction first of all. Like, I, I'm Jeremy. Nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, I do the Jeremy White podcast. Also, I'm on the Beat 92.5 Montreal, where we are playing mine which is great amazing and i mean 2020 has been a pretty crappy year for most people but for you you have a top 20 hit in canada like that's pretty cool it is very cool and i still haven't heard it on the radio because i've been in la and i'm so mad about it (laughs) oh man okay so you know what i'm gonna do once this airs on the radio station i'm gonna go and like on the logger i'm gonna take the audio i'll chop it all up i'll send it you know with the fm processing and everything and yes i'll send it to you so you can hear get the full experience yes please i've been getting sent like all of my friends growing up are like still in canada and they've been sending me every time it's on the radio and it's Every day, yeah. But yet, I have not heard it. I'm like, no, how? No, man, it's played like literally everywhere. So you know, I'm surprised nobody sent it to you yet. You got to hear it. I have to. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. I just want to catch it one time. No, 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 I'll, I'll get it to you. So I I, I got to ask you, you know, because su- I'm super curious about this. You know, with your dad being who he is, you know, legend, the Gene Simmons from Kiss, music runs in the family. You know, when did you decide that you want to be a singer songwriter and be in the music biz? I think I always wanted. To do it, but I just thought that it wasn't an option for me because my family already did that. Like there was going to mm. be too much speculation on on what I would do and how I would do it, and if I got help or something. So I just didn't want to do it at all. <laughs> so I went right. to school for computer science. Oh no way! And then yeah, which is completely different. And then like halfway through my second year, I was I know I was like I'm going to do something my family has never done. Computer science. <laughs> so I don't know why I picked that. I just liked it. And then halfway through my second year, I was like, yeah, I, all these songs I'm like writing in my room. Like I kind of want people to hear them. And here we are. No, that makes sense. It's weird because, you know, I'm 26 years old and I grew up watching you on Gene Simmons Family Jewels and you were Sophie Simmons. And, you know, I just interviewed your dad and now I'm interviewing you. And it's just like it's kind of weird and cool how the world comes full circle, you know? I mean, that's very nice of you to say, but I'm, like, much more behind the scenes these days. Like, I write a lot of songs for other artists, not so much. I'm not always the artist, 
you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So with this song, with Felix, how did you decide to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be the singer. I'm going to be the star. Actually, I wrote the song first um, about Hmm, three years ago. And uh, I wrote it with my friend Lewis, who's part of The Gifted, which is like a production duo here in L.A. So me and Lewis wrote it just on guitar three years ago. And then... I was going to release it and then some other big acts were going to release it and it just never felt like it was going to be the right home for the song. Like it never felt Mm. all the way finished, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've known Felix for a while because we've been writing together for his project and we also never found that one song for him that was like going to be it, like our collab. And I played him mine in the studio one day after I had written it, just asking, like, who do you think this would be good for? Just curious. Like, (laughs) you're a producer. Who could you see producing it? (laughs) And we, you know, kicked around some ideas. And then, like, six months later or so, he asked if the song was still available and if he could give it a a shot at production. And he was really able to, like, bring it home with the production, but like the vocals and, and the guitar and the drop melody, that's, that's everything from like the demo from the day we wrote it. Wow. Okay. So even like the uh, do, 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 that was, yeah, that was from three years ago. Yep. That's me singing it into the thing. And then, um, Felix chopped it up and made it producery, but yeah, all the, everything you hear is like top line wise was done three years ago. And then Felix, like updated the hell out of the production and like made it a smash. Wow, yeah, and you were saying that you know you haven't heard it yet through like FM processing and everything. I can say you know Felix is great. I mean the production is fantastic. It's a very pleasurable sounding song. So big ups to him. Yeah, he really he really killed it. And honestly, like top lining and production are so fifty fifty when it comes to songs. Like you could have an amazing song on piano and then. The production's just not there, and the song, and you failed the song. Or like the production is amazing, but the top line is just meh. You know, yeah, you yeah, really need both yeah. of them. But it also takes a bad producer to make a really good song suck. Yeah, yeah, and like luckily, I got a really great artist and producer to work on this with <laughs> me, and just bring the song home. And I'm just so happy it's not like sitting on my hard drive anymore. Yeah, no, totally. And it must mean a lot for you for it to go top 10 in Canada. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, it really does. And my mom is super excited about it. She's Canadian and she's just really stoked. And Yeah, yeah. I see her tweeting about it all the time and I'm yeah. like, damn right, mom loves it. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I knew it all along. And I'm like, remember when you told me to go to college and <laughs> not do this? <laughs> Remember, Mom, when you were just completely discouraging me from doing anything I wanted to do? Well, like, both my parents were super realistic, and they're like, this is a really hard industry. Like, probably don't do this. Probably get a real job. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I went to school for, like, two years before I tapped out. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and now you're a songwriter. So so who else have you written songs for? Like, would we know any big radio hits that you were a secret writer on? Or um, I wrote a song for Ella Henderson called Hold Me Close that came out earlier this year. Oh, wow. Um, with I Sam love her. Felt. Great voice. Big voice. Yeah, really. I mean, and she's the sweetest ever. She just she just destroyed that song. It was amazing. Like, she, she killed the vocals on it. It was really amazing. And um, Sam Felt, I've been collaborating with for a couple of years now, and we worked on his Magnets EP that was named after the song Magnets that I wrote. And that EP mm. did extremely well for him and like launched Post Malone on there and everything. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I work despite uh, what people may think. <laughs> <laughs>
And uh, you're not just, it's not like you know. it's not like me hopping on people's songs. Like I'm really writing them by myself and then pitching them out. And you're waving the flag saying, hey, this is my stuff, you know? I just feel like, especially for women in music, like I, I know I'm a special circumstance because my family's in music, so people go, oh, that's probably why she did it. But like a lot of women in music don't get the recognition for all the work they do. And a no. lot of women are awesome top liners and producers. And people think like DJs just asked us to sing the song when we uh, actually like wrote it alone in our rooms. And then the DJ asked if they could be on the song. And it's just like, it's such a man's world still music, but like there's more and more amazing like female artists coming through and songwriters and producers. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a lot of big misconceptions in the industry. 1000%. It makes sense what you said. Yeah, and Felix has been like the biggest champion of saying like, Yo, Sophie wrote this song and like I did the production. It's 50-50. This is a teamwork thing. Like he was a lot of artists wouldn't give the credit to the songwriter. And mm. it just says so much about his character and how cool he is that he would do that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Uh what kind of music are you into? Like growing up, like were you super familiar with your dad's discography and were you into the Kiss thing or not too much to be honest because we heard we heard it anyway. Like it was all it was there anyway. Right. So I never really needed to like seek it out, but we grew up listening to a lot of oldies in the car on the way to school because my parents loved oldies mm. and my dad is a huge Beatles fan, so lots of Beatles. And what else? My mom loves like a big female voice. So like anytime there was a big singer, we would mm. like have that on repeat in the car on the way to school. Like I was at the mercy yeah, yeah. of whatever my Something mom. like Mariah Carey yeah, or something. Like, yeah. Like any, anything I know about music is from my mom playing things on the way oh. to school. Like, because she would trap us in the car and we couldn't escape and she could just play whatever she wanted. <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. That's that's exactly how I discovered the music I love, too. My mom was listening to on the radio driving me to school. So, you know, it's very similar. I grew up listening to Van Halen, but also love Shania Twain and Kiss and whatever was in the, in the car. Exactly. You know? As much as we want to admit we're so cool and we found it by ourselves, I'm like, no, no, no. My mom played this in the car no, and that's no, no. why I listened to it. <laughs> Definitely my mom. All our parents. Yeah. All right, cool. So so what's the deal then? Are you going to be working on like a full-length album or are you just going to still do the behind-the-scenes thing, just writing for other people and selling your songs off? And Or do you want to be the star and get on stage and make it, a big, make it a big thing for yourself? No, I think the most important thing for me is writing the songs, and that's what I've really been focusing on, especially during quarantine. Um, and also launching new artists. Like, I really love finding new talent and writing the songs for them and developing the sound of what that project will sound like. That's been really fun. And like one of my projects, Leah Kate um, is someone who I've known for many years and her song is now like blowing up on TikTok, and it got like 90,000 streams overnight from getting like 1000 to 90,000 very suddenly. Wow. Yeah. So now we're developing more songs for her and the future's looking so bright and great. And I think that's something I'm really passionate about these days. Um, mm. But I, I never felt the need to like be on stage and be the one to get the applause. I just want to like make the music. Hey, that makes total sense. But let me ask you this. How are you discovering these artists like through social media? You just discover them randomly or? Yeah, or or 
that like through word of mouth, I get connected with someone and they say, hey, there's this new girl or new guy. We think you would be a good fit. Do you want to have a session and see how it goes? And like, mm. I, I always take the session because I remember starting out songwriting and no one wanted to write with me because I had no credit. It's like one <laughs> of those catch 22 industries where like you can't get credits until you work with people, but no one will work with you until you have credits. Right, which is so weird. And, like, honestly, no one gave, like, no one cared at all who my family was or whatever, nor did I want them to, but Mm. it was not helpful whatsoever. Still no one wanted to work with me. (laughs) Like, you still have to be good at your job. That's what people don't get. Yeah. Like, it it doesn't matter where you come from. If you get in the room and you write a song and it's not a good song, you will not work. Like, that's it. You know, it's kind of like the same thing in, in broadcasting, though, because, you know, at least I'm on the radio and I get to have the radio show as like a little bit of backup. But at the same time, you know, for somebody that wants to do a podcast and interview somebody, publicists are like, oh, well, who did you have on the show before? Uh, actually, I'm just starting the podcast, but I'd really like them to be my first guest. Oh, sorry. They're they're not available for you. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, no, we're, we're not available for you. Exactly. But, you know, in your case, it's like, you know, if you're going to a publishing house or, or a label and you're like, um, I'm Sophie Simmons. And my dad's Gene Simmons from Kiss. Give me a deal, you know? No, like who would do that, by the way? <laughs> you would instantly not want to work with that person. Well, that's it. And, you know, it's like they wouldn't want to work with you, A, because you have no experience, and B, because you just came in as an egotistical maniac. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Honestly, when I started working with my manager, we both decided that we would send out music and pitches anonymously. So we just, like skated by mentioning a name in the email at all. So we would say, hey, wow, representing this great new artist, here's her songs, let me know what you think. And we just wouldn't say a name. And then we would get the sessions and they'd be like, by the way, what's the writer's name? <laughs> and then, <laughs> then they would see it was me. But like, we did that for a good year and a half. But you have to make, make it a secret. It's like... Yeah, but I, it was so much easier to get a chance when... You were completely anonymous and people just heard your work than right. it was to see like, here's a headshot and my name and everything. Yeah, because then there's no prejudice at exactly. all. You either have a good song or a bad song and you're just going to be judged solely on your work and that's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. It really, I mean, it really should. It's it's kind of a fair industry in that sense. Like, I think, I do think that the good writers and producers rise to the top if they're willing to stick out all of this crap we have to go through right right that's it how has it changed your whole writing system you know obviously you're just sitting at home and having to work from home are you still doing like writing camps and stuff like that or uh, like what's no. the, what's the situation like over there i haven't done is, is it like is it normal there are camps happening and stuff but i've been writing from home because i mean la is just not handling covid very well so i don't feel yeah. comfortable doing in-person sessions here so I've been working from mm. home, and luckily I already knew how to vocal produce and produce a demo by myself. So I was I was pretty ready for quarantine, but a lot of my friends who just write melody and lyric were not prepared for when they would have to record their own demos. And it's been definitely a learning curve for a lot of people. Right, and you know it's good for you that you know how to do all that stuff. But you, you said something interesting there. So you have the lyric side and you have melody side. You know, how does a song session work for you? Like, do you come in with lyric and melody, or is it melody and lyric? Like, you know, how does how does that whole thing happen? Like, how does the collaboration work for you? It's different every time. It's different every time. Like in the case of me and Felix, the song was a finished song, and he yeah. reproduced it, and that's how it ended up coming out. But a lot of the times we start from complete 
scratch like any other time that me and Felix have worked he will be in the studio together or now I guess we'd be on zoom and he would play some chords or I would play some chords we would decide we like those chords and then find a melody and then maybe a lyric but it's it's different every time sometimes you have a melody already and then you find the chords for that. Sometimes you have a lyric and you're determined to use that lyric. So you will make a melody fit on it. it mm. It's just, there's no, there's no direct path to songwriting, which is also maybe why it's so difficult. Cause if there was directions on how to do it, we would all do it. <laughs> well, that's it, right? You know, where does your song inspiration come from? You know, like the last song you wrote, did you come up with like a really catchy title about something that's going on in your life? And you know, like not much is happening right now. Do you, you know, like, right. Okay. I'm on zoom with Sophie. Like, <laughs> does this turn into a song? Or? No, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot to draw from in personal life these days because we're all kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. So it's really pushed. I think the imagination aspect of songwriting and we've started writing some really strange songs during quarantine. I mean, it's getting very like, we're, we're really <laughs> pushing our um, imaginary boundaries, I guess, but right. like it, it, a song could be about anything. It, it doesn't have to be about your personal life or personal experience. It could just be something that feels good. It could be about a feeling it could be about a movie you saw or a piece of art or like it can, there is no, there is no boundary for songwriting, which is what's mm. so great. And right. you start every session with absolutely nothing. And out of thin air, you create an entire world in three minutes and then you release it and everyone gets to hear it. It's just such a strange job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. You know, it's, it, it's all mental at the end of the day. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Well, listen, you know, uh, mine has officially gone top 20 on the Montreal Hit 40 at the Beat 92.5 uh, on our countdown. Ah, that's so cool. Yeah. So, hey, who knows? You know, by the end of the year, maybe it'll crack into the Montreal Hit 40 of 2020, the biggest uh, chart show of the year, you know? Oh, my God. Don't even say that. <laughs> I, like, I get sent stuff from Felix all the time, and I just can't believe that the song is doing so well. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, such, like... Things like this are so once in a lifetime. I don't think people understand. Like they hear songs on the radio, but you don't know how many hundreds of songs those people have written to just get that one that you get to hear on the radio. Well, listen, I don't think it's going to be the last one. So thank you. <laughs> I think this is going to be the first of many more to come. And, you know, the collaboration with you and Felix, I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll have another banger next year. Thank you so much. I hope so. <laughs> All right, well, mine, Sophie Simmons, Felix Cartel, is available now where every music is sold. You can buy it, download also here in Montreal's The Beat 92.5. Buy it so she has a little bit more gas money to go right around. That would be nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> any last words for any any message for your fans out there in Montreal? I would just say, everyone, try to keep your spirits up. I know 2020 hasn't been the best for all of us, but at least we can connect through music. No, I totally hear that. I got you right there. I think uh, I think at the end of the day, music's all we I got. mean, definitely this year. That's all we got. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks a lot, Sophie, for chatting. And this was so cool to chat with you. Next time you're in Montreal and Kiss is here, you better come yeah, hang out. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Bye. The Jeremy White Podcast. The Jeremy White Podcast. Podcast. Well, there you go. My thanks to Sophie Simmons for joining the show this week to talk about her big hit, Mine, with Felix Cartel. You can go pick that up, purchase it, download it, wherever you get your music. The music video actually just came out not too long ago. You can download and uh, stream that. You know, you can buy the music video on iTunes. You can stream it on YouTube. 
do what you got to do with it, but you got to consume it. You got to get it in your life. It's so great. And we're going to see if that song can make it onto the Montreal Hit 40 of 2020 on the Beat 92.5. Thanks a lot for hanging out on the award-winning Jeremy White podcast. <laughs> I feel like such a douche saying that, but it's true. Hey, I'm, I'm going to own that, you know. Broadcast Dialogue, Canadian Radio Awards 2020. Best broadcast of podcast winner, Jeremy White Podcast. All right. Uh, by the way, that interview you can go watch on my YouTube channel. And please go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's all in the same spot. Just go on my link tree and my on my link in bio. And it's all there. All right. Thanks all for hanging out on the Jeremy White Podcast. Give me a follow on Instagram and Twitter, Jeremy White MTL. And we'll see you next week with an all new episode. If you can't be good, be bad, people. The Jeremy White Podcast, Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Available wherever you get your podcasts. The Jeremy White Podcast. With Boostan. For the best Lebanese cuisine in Montreal, it's got to be Boostan. Visit Boostan.ca. And LoudTracks.com. Helping fans connect to their favorite artists. 100% high quality, officially licensed band merchandise that supports the artists you love. Visit our official band merch store at loudtracks.com. Watch the Jeremy White podcast exclusively on YouTube.